Welcome to the Dare to Date podcast, the podcast where I have the bigger conversations about dating, love, life, and relationships. You know, the ones, the ones that change lives. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking it's just a matter of meeting the right person and it will work out. That if you met the right person, you're going to find your own love story. You're going to find your own happily ever after. You know, you're just going to click and you're going to know. You know, you're going to feel the spark, feel the chemistry. You're going to meet your soulmate and it's all going to work out. Now, the reality is that that isn't always the case. At the moment, divorce stats are high. In fact, they're higher than they've ever been before. The census data has just come up and we've had the highest divorce rates. You know, that comes from COVID and people being thrown together in a way that they've not been. But on average, a lot of the stats say around 50% of first marriages fail, 67% of second marriages fail, and over 70% of third marriages fail. Now, that is really high. And I'm sure all of those people thought it was just a matter of meeting their one person. And, you know, coming from the other side of divorce, it really is devastating when it doesn't work out. You know, but what I want to talk to you about in this week's podcast is that it takes more than just physical attraction to make relationship work there's a bit of a process of people falling in love and whatever that process when people fell in love to start with needs to continue in their relationship as as it goes on you know in the beginning of a relationship people can't get enough of spending time with each other they can't stop talking to each other they can't stop spending time with each other But as life goes on and people end up in stable relationships, what tends to happen is people fall into the trap of getting busy with life. They get busy with their work, with their children, and they end up, instead of doing what they did in the beginning, they're talking about their to-do list. They're talking about issues with their children. They're not following that wonderful process that it took to fall in love. So what I want to talk about in this week's podcast is I'm going to talk about what it takes to really, you know, fall in love with someone. But I'm also going to say that you need to continue to do the same things throughout your relationship so you keep it strong and keep that relationship healthy. Because, yes, it's one thing to meet the right person, It's another thing to continue to grow and, you know, share a wonderful, happy relationship. So I'm going to talk about what makes up attraction. And what I find is people really get caught on the first component of what makes attraction. And they tend to forget the other three components that makes up why we fall in love with someone. Now, the first component is physical attraction that you have with someone, right? You'll generally fall for someone based on your liking some way that they look. But we tend to nowadays, particularly with online dating, really put too much weight on that physical component of attraction without taking into account 
the other stages of attraction. Now, when it comes to looks, what we fall for in people is a lot beyond just their looks. It's who they are. It's their presence. It's how we feel around them. It's so many components of why you'll be attracted to one person and another that they found that people will just choose solely on physical attractiveness if they're only looking for short-term relationships. But most other people know that beauty is not skin deep. In fact, you know, I've experienced it, many people I've worked with have experienced it, that they've fallen in love with someone who was really good looking, but over time, in the way someone has treated them, they didn't notice how someone looked because no longer, you know, when you're in a relationship, you don't tend to notice how someone looks every day, but you really do notice how you feel around someone. They have done some research and they found that most people will rate people pretty standard in attraction, right, when they meet. The, the change in how people rate people is if they've been friends with someone first and they're asked to rate how attractive they are, they'll rate them higher by several points, which is really interesting. We tend to, when we get to know someone, find them a lot more attractive because, again, beauty is more than skin deep. So physical attraction is just one component of what makes you drawn to one person over another. And like I say, nowadays, there is so much weight put on that with internet dating, with dating apps. And, you know, I know that that stuff looks aren't what make you happy in the long run. And attraction is so much beyond how someone looks. So yeah, you're going to be drawn to something about the physical element of them. But in all the research, it isn't such a large component of what makes us fall in love with someone. The second component of attraction is it comes down, it comes from when we get to know someone. It's like um, an intellectual attraction. It's where we meet someone. It's like you get on like a house on fire. You know, you like that, so do I. You like this, so do I. You've got all of those shared wonderful things in common, but you've also got different interests that make it really interesting. Maybe they know something and you're, you like what they know and you learn and grow from them and vice versa with you. So that intellectual attraction comes when you spend time talking to someone, when you spend time getting to know someone. And that's often the problem that we have in how we approach dating. We don't have enough time to build that getting to know someone stage. The reality is, you know, if you're going speed dating, you've got five minutes. If you're chatting online, you've got less. People are judging you really quickly. If you go on a date, Sometimes people are only going on a coffee date and I'm not a fan of the coffee date because it really doesn't give you enough time to get to know who someone is. In fact, it hurries it up so you're a lot more judgmental than being curious about someone, right? Uh, 
same with just one date. When people are nervous, they don't show their best side. They're not really genuine themselves. So it's hard to really get a good gauge on someone. The more comfortable you are being genuine yourself, going out and dating and being really curious about other people, the better you're going to do in dating as well as you know, taking the pressure off it. I say this statement every time I do a podcast. We don't meet friends and go, will you be the only friend for the rest of my life and put that pressure on the meeting? But we tend to do this when we get to know people that we, we're exploring whether they're going to be our person or not. It's too much pressure getting to know someone. So the intellectual attraction comes when you have conversations and you uncover and discover that you've got really great things in common and you've got shared interests oh you like to go hiking I love hiking I can't believe we like the same things oh you like those types of movies so do I oh you're into uh creative stuff I've got so you know I love you know drawing and painting so nice to meet someone that loves the same things you're interested in, you know, art films and drama, so am I. So you, you kind of discover those common interests. It even can be you like this, oh, you like, you enjoy chilly and spicy foods. It's so nice to meet someone where we can go and enjoy those together, where you can go on a shared adventure and discover each other. But like I said, some of the other bit of that intellectual attraction is discovering the differences and learning from the other person, especially if you admire what they do, it makes for really interesting conversations. And, you know, often in those early days when you meet someone and you've got that intellectual attraction, you, I mean, I don't like the word intellectual, but it, it kind of comes from, you know, that conversation and shared interests that you can talk for hours and you can't get enough of talking to the people because it's really interesting. And like I said, this is sometimes what people forget to do when they're in a relationship. They think they know everything about the other person, but we all grow and change. We all learn new things. We all, you know, change as we get older. So continuing to discover who someone is without making assumptions is one of the keys to keeping love alive rather than just talking about your household tasks or, you know, stuff around the kids. Now, the third thing that comes into attraction, and I did talk about this in a previous podcast, is emotional attraction. Emotional attraction builds up over time. It's a slow burn. It's not instant like physical chemistry. It's where you feel good around the other person. It feels wonderful to be around them. Maybe you feel understood for the first time. Maybe you feel accepted for the first time. Maybe you'd feel admired or adored. Those feelings are wonderful in a relationship and they build up as you get to know each other, right? And, you know, you can be with that, you know, you can have physical attraction with someone and as you get to know them, and you discover that they're really critical, they're really judgmental, it doesn't feel good to be around them. In fact, some of those things can start to kill the emotional attraction rather than build it. And it's often why I tell people to go slow in the process of dating 
because you want to see how you feel around someone and not get caught up in the physical chemistry, which can shut down your judgment and leave you in a relationship that clearly doesn't make you happy. Now, with emotional chemistry, it's that slow build as you get to know each other, right? It's not rushing it. It's not going, I know a lot of singles go, well, I'm honest, I just want to tell someone who I am. We don't need to tell everything about ourselves the minute we meet someone. In fact, it's too much information too soon. You really want to get to know who the person is, you know, slowly, slowly. See, I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost for words to how to describe this, but you want to you take it slowly. You want to, you know, get to know who they are. And as you get to know each other, you can build the vulnerability. You don't want to say on, on the first date, this is me warts and all. <laughs> but probably by the fourth or fifth date, you want to be vulnerable. You want to be open and show who you are and build that emotional chemistry between the two of you and build that acceptance because what we're all looking for deep down inside in our relationships is we're looking for someone who likes, loves, and respects us. In fact, did you know that most relationships end because people don't feel loved, they don't feel liked, and they don't feel respected? So this is a really important part. And as I said, it's something that needs to continue in your relationship. And when we feel truly accepted and safe, it really builds that intimacy between you. And it's, it's a very strong stage of that attraction. The last one that you want comes down to your your beliefs and your values, the deep stuff about yourself. You know, you could even call it spiritual stuff, stuff, <laughs> such a technical word. But what, you know, we tend to choose people who have the same values as us. And when we go against that and choose someone with opposite values, it's one of the biggest causes of conflict in our lives, okay? So you want to, you know, for people who value uh, religion, they usually want to choose that they're part of the same religion. For people who are into health and wellness, they'll usually choose someone who values the same things. If you end up in a relationship with someone who really goes against those values, it ends up grading. So you do find that people will often end up in relationships with someone from the same spiritual background, financial background, socioeconomic background, because you've just got those values that are in common and it brings that acceptance within the relationship, right? So when you have all of these components, that's what builds to falling in love, right? It's the physical, it's the intellectual, it's the emotional, and that spiritual value-based component. You need all of those. And for a relationship to stay strong and healthy, 
you need to build in rituals into your relationship where you're able to, you know, talk about each other's lives. You'll be able to make sure that you make the other person feel good and you take responsibility for them feeling good. And all of that, what happens is, sorry, I'm losing my words. And, you know, usually when I get to this point, I'm like, oh, I'll go re-record the podcast, but I'm so far in that I'm not going to do that. It, it then brings a strong attachment between the two of you. That really is lasting chemistry that you've built with all of those components. What can happen to get in the way, like I said, is when we're too worried about how we look, we can be so focused on that that we can not be confident and that can kill our chances when we get out there. Now, they've said when it comes to self-esteem, that if you just focus on how you look from a physical aspect, it lowers your self-esteem. Taking the time to value who you are is so much more important than how you look because basing it solely on that and comparing yourself with others always gives you a reason to feel bad. But the reality is people will always remember how you made them feel long after they remember how you look. Now, for everyone, we can make the best of what we've got. You know, you go get a good hairstyle, go dress well, make sure, you know, a lot of the research says that people value a smile. So, you know, the trip to the dentist is really important. Taking care of your hygiene and the impression you give will go a long way. I've got the stats from the What Singles Want that I did. And a lot of the things singles value, you can easily change. You can change the way you dress. You can change that first impression you give. Even with your body language, you know, stand up straight, shoulders back, smile. A smile will make everyone instantly more attractive. Now, when it comes to the intellectual attraction, I talked about this a lot in the last week's podcast, where if you're feeling down and depressed, it's time to go build a life that excites you and interests you, because then you're going to be more interesting to the people around you. You're going to have something to talk about, something to contribute, and you don't just want to talk at people, you want to be able to listen. Now, when it comes to the emotional attachment, it really is important to recognize how you feel around people instead of getting carried away. You can get carried away by looks, you can get carried away by power and intelligence, but if you really connect to how it feels to be with someone inside, not in an intellectual thing, but in your gut, does it, do they make you feel good or do you feel continually criticised? Do you feel continually undermined? Do you feel not good enough by the way they talk to you? Notice that stuff because when you're in a relationship, the other aspects will go. If you don't feel good around someone, it is a recipe for a relationship ending or not giving you a healthy happy relationships so really pay attention to that now in that in that 
stage of acceptance and attachment, what can happen is we all want to be accepted as who we are. And there can be, you know, there's lots of issues that people start to have around control. Now, what's interesting is when a guy goes through certain stages of the hormones released in attraction, one of the hormones released at a certain time makes him want to keep the woman he's with safe, which for a lot of guys can lead them to what can be seen as controlling behaviour, but they're just really, you know, that they go from in those stages of falling in love to just enjoying your company to progressing to when they feel attached to you, to want to keep you safe, um, safe from the world, but it can lead to control. And control is not necessarily good in relationships, right? So people feel controlled when they feel like they have to be and act a certain way to be accepted. Now, I don't have to tell you that that doesn't lead to a happy relationship. If you feel like you have to be a certain way to be accepted and you can't be yourself, that is a recipe for unhappiness. So it's important that you can totally be yourself as you're growing in that relationship over time because otherwise you'll feel controlled in some way or the other. And the building blocks of a really healthy relationship is being able to accept, love, like, respect, admire, adore each other, right? And that doesn't come from having to be a certain way. It really doesn't. So instead of just getting caught up in the physical attraction, know that there are four elements of real attraction and you need them all to have a wonderful, healthy relationship. And not only that, when you're in a relationship with someone over time, you've got to still continue to work on those things. You know, you keep the physical attraction alive, keep the intellectual attraction alive. So physical attraction, keep yourself you know look after yourself both of you intellectual continue to grow continue to be interested emotional continue to ensure that you both help each other to feel good and know what they need from you to do that so often we give people what we want rather than discovering what it is they want and finally you really want to be able to share the same values Otherwise, those things are going to rip you apart. So in the dating process, you really want to discover all of those things about a person to know if they're truly going to be compatible. You know, I've often talked about the three C's, which is you need chemistry, you need compatibility, and you need someone that's going to commit. So all of those things are what builds up attraction and gives you the best chance of having a relationship that will stand the test of time. You know, what I do find is a lot of people get caught up in toxic patterns of attraction. You know, they end up attracting their wound mate instead of their soulmate. 
So, you know, sometimes we're attracted to what's in common. And if we've both got hurts and wounds, you might end up being drawn together for that reason. But again, that can be a bit of a recipe for disaster. Expecting someone else to heal your wounds doesn't generally work because what I see people do a lot is they'll attract someone that's got a similar wound and instead of making them feel better about themselves, it goes on to have the opposite effect. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast. But if, if you are stuck in a toxic pattern of attraction that you don't know how to break, you don't know why you're still attracting these people, that it doesn't feel good long term, that it doesn't make you happy, maybe you're scared of being stuck in another situation that doesn't work for you and you want to trust yourself again or you're caught up in a self-sabotage pattern of fear you know working with people like this is, is one of my superpowers I can help you break that pattern so you can really attract that healthy wonderful love anyway that's enough for me today. My name's Debbie Rivers. I'm a relationship coach. And look, thanks for taking the time to listen. And bye for now.